Hello and welcome to the Irish Arsenal Gunner podcast. It's Tuesday the 12th of April. I'm your host as always, Jonathan Giles. I'm joined by my regular guests at this stage. Um, John Media, Martin Stumble and Eamon Donnelly. How are you, lads? Eamon and Johnny. Good evening. Ah, evening, everybody. <laughs> yeah, I was expecting Lerdan on the show. Ah, great full back there. Ah, the best I've seen since Paul Rainey there. Ah, I was getting to the pitch of it. Ah. Unfortunately, Lauren can't make this week. Uh, she says she has a, a flu. So. I'm sure it's an ex- I'm sure it's an excuse, but hopefully she'll be back in the show next Tuesday. Um, it's good to have Eamon back as always. Um, before we start the show, you can catch our show as always on SoundCloud, Spotify, um, and also now on acast.com. Um, you can go to play.acast.com and just search um our show or Jerson Gunnar podcast and the search bar, and you catch us there as well. Another um another platform to find us on and also of course on the Dublin Arsenal YouTube channel as well before we kick on Martin the many views did we get last week I think it was around 50 again wasn't it yeah around 50 again as I said slowly ticking over but uh, you know like whatever happened on the pitch like is not making the interest a lot better I have to say (laughs) (laughs) so you know (laughs) I'm sure um, looking at our is never great. Is a good, good way to make up for it. <laughs> it, it, it is, yeah, but look... Uh, it, yeah, no, we're building slowly, yeah. Slowly yeah, that's right. yeah. Um, and of course, thanks to Martin for having us up on the Arsenal YouTube channel every week. It's much appreciated. Um, on this week's show, we'll be uh, reviewing our two and home loss to Brighton. Uh, we'll also be previewing Saturday's uh, 3 o'clock kickoff away to Southampton. That's live on Premier Sports 2 um, this weekend. So it's something to watch over the long uh, Easter weekend. And also, um, all things Arsenal and football related at the end of the show, as always. Um, we kick on, as always, so, and we um, get to the 2 1 loss at home. Um, goals by. Leandro Tossard and Mwepu for Brighton. Um, and Martin Odegaard got a, a late consolation for ourselves. Uh, very disappointing performance after the Monday night defeat. Um, I thought we would have came out all guns blazing, but um, a pathetic first half. Um, I thought Martin Eddie's goal should have stood. Um, when you look back on the VAR, I've watched it a dozen times now. And Cucurella was actually keeping him onside on the line. Um, yeah. I think I think in my opinion it should have been given. And um, we were robbed there. And I think if it was one and a half time, I think we would have kicked on the second half and gone on to win it, in my opinion. Um aside from uh, Brighton's two goals, um, which was poor marking on both, um after really Lukanga had a long range effort that went just wide. Um Odegaard had a his free kick um, saved by Sanchez and then Nketiah somehow hit it off the crossbar. I thought, I thought that was going to be a, a dead bang goal, but it wasn't. Um, then Odegaard had his um, shot deflected out well back, which looped over Sanchez. And then Suarez sent in a great cross for Nketiah, but that was brilliantly saved by Sanchez. Um, disappointing because I thought 
we would have got at least nine points out of Palace, Brighton and Southampton. And it looks like we're probably only going to get three points all going well against Southampton away on Saturday. So definitely three. <laughs> I'm for the eternal optimist. God, God bless <laughs> uh, because, us all. <laughs> if we don't get anything against Southampton, which we're going to move on to, of course, after this Brighton game, um, and with Chelsea and United coming up after, I think we can kiss goodbye to four probably. I think the momentum is with Spurs, in my opinion. I think it's probably gone now. Yeah. Um, but... Definitely a very poor performance on Saturday after the Monday night uh, defeat, as I said earlier on. So, um, I'll come to Eamon since you weren't on the show last week, Eamon. What was your um, what was your take on that game? Well, I was over at the game, so I probably saw it from a <coughs> different perspective. perspective. Um, I was in the uh, the front row of the the North Bank Upper, so I had a great view. Um, you see things differently at the game. So the first thing I'll say is that the last two games have proven that we cannot be missing our two first choice fullbacks. Okay. Um, because when we do, uh, our centre half start doing different things to compensate. Right. And I'll come back to that in a second. Um, I think Cedric has done well. Um, no fault there. But I think when you're missing Tierney and Tommy Asu, um, it changes a lot. As you know, um, I'm a great supporter of the manager, um, but I put this defeat down to him because he picked our top midfield player available to play a left fullback. And people can give out all they like about Granit Xhaka, but he's 90 touches a game when he's in midfield, right? And the way he's been playing this season, his best outlet for us is getting the ball on the halfway line and getting it to the guys who do play, and that's Smith Rowe, Saka, Martinelli. Right? I felt a bit sorry for um for Lakonga because he at times he was almost deeper than the centre half looking to come in and get the ball. That's not his game, right? And he was left on his own because it's clear to me Emil Smith Rowe is not a central midfielder, okay? And never will be. Um He's a guy who plays in an offensive position and if you get the ball to him from a good midfield foundation and base, he'll do damage. Um, so the only way I can see a way forward out of this malaise with the fullbacks, if Tommy Asu becomes fit, it changes things a little bit because you, you, you have a better option. But other than that, it's either play Bukayo Saka, a left fullback, Right, where he can where, where where he can overlap, or you play Tavares there. No messing around playing with Granite Saka there, and um, he has to be in the middle of the pitch. Simple as that, because as I said, Smith Rowe is not a midfielder, and nor is Odegaard. Right, they are offensive players who need to be given the ball by guys who come and receive the ball. Okay, um, so you need to get the ball to those guys. Uh, the one thing I want to do though is I want to compliment the crowd. Um, they didn't turn on the team. They didn't turn on the manager. None of that own nonsense. They stood. They stood behind the team. Um, and when we did get a bit of a, a show on the road in the last eight minutes, um, the place was kicking. Actually, you know. Um, and if it, if it had gone on another two or three minutes, we would have equalised. Brighton were gone, right? But it all came too late. And I put that down to the managers tinkering with the team. Um, I think he could have picked a different selection. Uh, and I think the real, real loss 
was not having Granite Jacket in, in, in midfield. It was a terrible loss. On the uh, Martinelli goal, Jonathan, um, I actually haven't seen it. Yeah, I was watching because, it back there and it does look no, like... No, I haven't, se- I haven't seen it, so I wouldn't be in a position to argue with you. But yeah, I would it was, say it was in, it was definitely 100%. Yeah, but right? I, 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 wouldn't, I wouldn't be in a position to argue because I haven't no, seen I, it. And John admits oh, it there as well. Hold on, would you let me finish? Would you let me finish? You asked me on the show. Uh, <laughs> I love, I, I love no, it. You know, well, let, me, let me just I make a point. If it takes four minutes... That's the issue. ...to decide, well, then it's a goal. Yeah. It's not... If it takes four minutes to try and extract a clear and obvious error, it's a goal. Right? It's ridiculous. Um, the other thing was, yeah. we got no view of it in the stadium. None. So we were there for four minutes coming up to halftime uh, with nothing on the screen. Uh, it was back to the darkest days of VAR. And it was a Barlow moment. It was so frustrating. I mean, if you're sitting there in the stadium, not now, going in at halftime, you're thinking... 1-1, one, one. I, I agree with you. I think we'd have come out on the second half a different side. Um, the other thing, the last thing I'd say is uh, I'm done with uh, Lacazette uh, doing great work and going down towards the left full-back and, you know, really trying and all that. Eddie Nketiah has to start. He's more dangerous. And I know he, had, I know he missed a chance and he hit the bar. And he had a, He's more dangerous. He's getting into better positions. He's our only hope of getting a goal from a centre-forward position. Lacazette will not score a goal from a centre-forward position. And the reason for that is he's never in one. You know? So, that was my take on the game. Um, very, very disappointing. Um, but just so as people know, uh, haven't been there. Uh, if we'd have been there three years ago, uh, the team would have been built off the pitch. Um, but that's not the, that's not the way at Arsenal this year. The crowd were still behind the team at the end, and at least that was some uh, positive to take in a day of not any positives. Who stood out for you, Eamon, um for the Arsenal on Saturday? Gunnarsson. <laughs> it was he that did. He stood, out. he stood out in the middle of the pitch. No, um, uh, no. Who stood out for me on the day? I thought uh, Odegaard came. No, Odegaard was terrible. Yes. He was terrible. Uh, Kyle Saka was terrible. Kyle Saka looked like a guy who now gas. He looked, yeah, um, he looked hard, didn't he? Martinelli was terrible. But you see, the problem, the problem, Jonathan is they're good players. If the ball is given to them early, when the game is situated in a certain way, they can cause damage. The one other point I forgot to make was, and here, here's what definitely was so frustrating that it was. I actually start counting. Gabriel's touches on the ball, right? And he was regularly taking seven and eight touches on the ball, right? Most likely because there wasn't a whole lot of movement in front of him. Most likely because Granit Zaket wasn't making himself available because he wasn't in the middle of the pitch and all that. And all that does is it just slows everything down and Brighton could just pick us off the way they wanted to. And the other thing I'd say about you say bad marking for the goal, um, when your team is out of shape and you don't pick the right formation and you put square pegs in round holes, that's what happens. That was really Brighton's only two chances, really, wasn't it? Um, they, they had one other chance, I think, that they, they had a shot that was that crept wide. They and they'd only yeah efforts in the game, you know. Yeah, yeah I I, de- I think we probably deserved a draw. 
been, you know, didn't deserve a win, but I think a draw would have been probably. Um, but sadly, two one again, two one at home is just pretty annoying, especially when they're going to home for this season. Um, John, how did you see the game? Well, I'll start with the Martinelli goal. We saw the replays. Four minutes is ridiculous, completely ridiculous. But most of that time was spent checking to see Dick Gabriel head it back over. Did he come off the defender? Did he came off the defender. He was on it. It looked offside to me. So we'll put that to bed. Um, Eamon's right. When I seen the formation, I was really disappointed. I really hoped Arteta would fall into that trap of putting Shaq at a left back again. She tried it before and it didn't work. And as Eamon said, you're already weak at fullback. You don't want to weak in the midfield anymore. They're already worse with party missing. So that was a huge mistake. Um, in the build up to the game, I was really hoping we'd play with the three centre halves and wing backs. Um, if you have any doubts about Tavares as a, a defensive force, you could easily play him as a wing back and tell him push forward. We've seen him doing it before physical, yeah. fast, and he can cause havoc if you can just give him free reign to go up and down. And I think with the three centre halves, that might have given him a little more uh, protection that way. Would have left Shackle and Lacongan in midfield, and then he could have picked three up ones. Um, Martin spoke last week about being scouted, uh, especially against Palace, and Lacazette is being isolated. He's not in the game. He's not providing any... When you're that isolated, you need to be running between the fullbacks, beyond the fullbacks, uh, the centre-halves. But uh, he's doing nothing. I agree with Eamon. It's, it's time to shake that up. And Eddie was really poured away when he came on against Villa. But against Palace and against Brighton, he gave us something else. He gave us pace. He got he gave the centre halves headaches. He gave them the movement. They couldn't track him. He was very unlucky with that header. It brought off a fantastic save from the Brighton keeper. And uh, he's definitely something that would shake things up a little bit. Teams wouldn't be expecting us to to pick him. They haven't scared with him. And uh, it, it would definitely be an option. Um it's it's a perfect storm at the moment. Losing both fullbacks. Cedric's done all right since he came in. Um, Party is a big, big miss. Um, Saka uh, hasn't been the same since COVID. Smith Rowe hasn't been the same since he came back from injury. And they're, they're very down to the bare bones of a very small squad. It's hopeless now. We thought this would happen after the January window closed. We hoped it wouldn't. But it's going to be a perfect storm. I was really disappointed with the team selection. Um, you can't take Jack out of that midfield. You just can't do it. Made it way too easy for Brighton. And the two lads, as Eamon said, they're not midfielders, but they didn't track back for either goal. And if anyone, it was, it was Lacazette who was tracking back for the second. And he went into the box. If he's hung around at, 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 the, at the edge of the box, he would have been able to put out that second goal. Well, you can't take away from that finish. It was a quality finish. Um, it's really, really disappointing. But uh, I think the manager seriously has to look at the the squad he's got, the small selection of players he's got, and, and find a better solution to what he came up with on Saturday. Who's so down for you, John? Um, the substitutions. I mean, the, there wasn't until the last 10, 15 minutes of the game we started to press them. I mean, I was reading the stat there. The first half hour of the second half, we had four shots. The last ten minutes in injury time, we had over ten. Yeah. It was that. There was that period of the time, and that was when Eddie came on. It was when Pepe came on because Martinelli again. He 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 struggled in the game. 
Um, so it was the, the two substitutions. They they brought a little bit of something to the game that we didn't have, which was urgency. I've said it all season. You've got to match the intensity at the very least of the opposition, and we had none on the kickoff. It no. was so slow. It was crazy. After the defeat to Palace on Monday, Jones and I, wasn't it? It was just so easy to break. Um, as I said, I hope Arteta comes up with a, plan, a, a real different look at this, different plan. He has to be shocked. Yeah. Yeah. And that's four points Brighton took off us this season because, of course, we drew nil all at the Amex back in October. And well, in fairness, um, we've only won three of the last ten against Brighton. Yeah, they're a tough they, nut they, to crack under Graham Potter. They are they're very good. He's, coach. He has a good record against us. Yeah, you he know? is a very good coach. Goes very under the radar, doesn't he? Yeah, so um, it's uh, yeah, he he puts his teams out very well, you know. Um, and I think teams underestimate how good Brighton can be when they get at you. Because when well, they they get very few chances in a match, John. If you if you give them a hand them, like we did, that's what happens. When, when you make it so easy for them, yeah, yeah well, and that's, that's what they did. I agree with Eamon. The two the fullback position were really lacking with Turney and Tommy Asu. Were you were really being found out? Yeah, in the last couple of games, definitely. Uh, and it's going to be a worry with Turney out probably for the season now. And I don't know how long Tommy Asu is. It's and by the time he gets up to speed, is his season probably gone as well? You know, so yeah. it's a bit of a worry. Martin, how did how did um what did you make of the game on Saturday against Brighton? Um, <laughs> what, what, what what can you say? Like the, the most annoying part about this game is as well is because you're watching it on either a stream or whatever, and you're already two minutes. It's behind, so you get like the notifications on your phone, so you know what's going to happen. It frustrates you even more. But look, that's beside the the point. It wasn't a great performance, one hundred percent. But as John and Eamon said, it's it's definitely. We were talking about the after the Palace uh, defeat. He said like you know it really depends on what kind of uh, uh, lineup we're going to bring in. And and I really thought he would go with Saka at the left, and have why why with Party gone. Why would you take your other midfielder out as well and completely destroy it? And he did try it before and it didn't work. Xhaka is just not quick enough like to do it, you know? Like, And he is the only point in midfield who can actually put the ball forward. And we've seen it against Palace when Partey, which I think already had like trouble or had a knock, and he wasn't, even in the Palace game, I don't think it was the same as he was, was before. And we said like when Partey and Odegaard not performing, then we can't go anything forward. And then you take the other fella out as well, and then you have Lokonga in, which then has to get balled. It just didn't work. It just was a mess, like from the start. Um, and look, it, it's just terrible. Coming back to the Martinelli goal, it was definitely offside because the you have to be behind two players: the goalkeeper and uh, a, a defender or another uh, opposition player. So the problem what I have is it shouldn't take four minutes because, as they always say. Why should only intervene when it's a clear and obvious fault of the referee? In rugby, the referee is asking, this is my decision. Can you say anything else besides him for? And if that takes too long, it's the, the, the ruling on the field stance. And that's exactly what that should have happened as well. If it takes that long, it shouldn't be thing. It was offside. That's 100%. But it took ages to go there. And it just shouldn't have. After four minutes, they shouldn't. If this can't be clear and obvious, if it takes four minutes to do with them stupid lines, it just doesn't. So, but look, it happened. If it would have been 1-1, it would have been a better game probably in the second half. It would have had a better chance. 
And yeah, like I said, what can you say? He can't defend him anymore. And uh, Eddie, as much as he's not the best striker either, but he did bring a lot of stuff into it and he created chances. And if you look at our stats, and if Eric would hear, he would be up backing me up with the XG. We had 2.7 XG on, on our 20 chances we had on goal. And we should have scored at least three goals. And we didn't because like all our chances came in the last what, 15, 20 minutes. Yeah. And it's just that's just not enough. And... If you want to be in the top four, that's the games you have to win. If you want to be in the top four, it's another thing. Of course, every of our fan base wants to have that now that we can smell it, that we can see it, the Champions League is there, everyone wants to go and be in top four. Uh, is it too early? We don't know. Um, look, the season is not finished. We, we could still come out thinking like mad things happen in this league. Uh, we, we just don't know what's happening. But it'd be interesting what he's going to come up with against Southampton. Because that's not going to be an easy game either. I know they got destroyed uh, against Chelsea. So, you know, they have the bounce back ability, as some people call that. Um, but yeah, like we, we seem to be given teams that are on the ground a leg up. We did it against Everton. We did it against Brighton now. We did it in some ways where Crystal Palace had a bit of better form. But I mean, Brighton didn't score for six games. You know, they, they had like yeah. one draw, five defeats, and we just seem to be, yeah, that's great. Like, I don't know if it's like the players, that they, but I really think it has something to do with the the way we were lining up. Um, look, it's not easy. I can totally understand that with the two left backs and right back out and midfield gone. But I think even if you played holding in the middle and have like, as you said, Tavares gone, I mean, people are saying that, and uh, I get a lot of stuff on, on WhatsApp and on social media. Oh, if you would have bought a striker, it would have been different. Probably we might have scored a lot of goals, but we bought backups for the left and right. We bought Tavares, we bought Tomiyasu for backing up Cedric, for instance, or whatever. We bought Lokonga to back up uh, Party when he's out. What, what else should we have done? But by another three players, like a, a striker alone, wouldn't have done in that game either. So it is. A, look. <laughs> Hindsight is always a great thing for it, you know. Like, and let hopefully, like we bounce back now against Southampton and, and we do something. Um, but yeah, it's 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 a strange one, isn't it? But it's kind of like, and as Eamon said, the the fans in the stadium. I'm sure the the atmosphere was good. But what I see something on social media is just going bananas. Like it really is, like you know. Um, <laughs> but unfortunately, that's football. Uh, that's the fan base we have in some ways, you know. Um, then people never go to a stadium, probably. Um, and it's just it's just laughable in some ways. But look, we probably should have got a draw. Would have been fair. I don't know if it's, if we call it a fair result. The way we played, probably wasn't a fair result. But um, yeah, hopefully we, we see Eddie starting because oh, even Pepe, I don't know something different because we we don't no. see anything from our striker, and that's no. just not. And it's a worry. Yeah, it's definitely a worry because uh, a I don't know who yeah. said it. Like, what happens if? Smith Rowe, Odegaard, and Saka not scoring anymore because yeah. they were the ones that scored. And yeah. if you don't give them the ball because you you destroy in your midfield, then they're not going to score either. So it's it's uh, it's a conundrum. But yeah, like we, I think it's up on a tetas. I don't think that because that because of that one game, he he should go or whatever it is. There is a project there. Um, but yeah, like it wasn't the best decision what he made. No, it wasn't. Um... Um, did anyone stand out for you, Martin, at all? This Pajero on Saturday, pretty. I know there was very. <laughs> it's that, that, that's very little. I mean, even if you look at the reviews on the on the players when they 
they got scored. Like, you know, I think nobody went over five. Yeah, um, again, yeah. It probably for yeah. me, in Ketia, when he came on, I think he was and he has a few games now. We actually came on and actually, you know, when, when Pepe scored, you know, like that was in Ketia's doing, you know, when we came back from the dead. Um, so, yeah, he, I think he deserves a thing. The problem is, you know, like he deserves and he's probably going to go in the summer. But look, that's what you have to do. Like, you know, look, you have to perform. Look, you know? look, 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 stop worrying about the summer. Like, yeah, we, it's, so, it's all about the next. You know, I mean, yeah. eight games, this, this, yeah, this, don't worry about the summer. People call it a project, but I think. The plan. I don't like this thing about a project. I don't like my club being. I don't even project. think it's a project. Yeah. yeah. But but then with the plan, the plan was obvious, right? Get out the dead wood. Yeah. Get in. Get on an upwards trajectory. I actually don't think the club banked on being in the Champions League next year. No, it just so yes, happened. That's no, what I yeah. said to a lot of people. So happened that they were trying yeah. past everybody else's out. Yeah. You know, yeah. and we yeah. landed exactly, in a position. Yeah. But I, I think I think the trajectory. Uh, was always about getting into the top six, and I'm not saying I'm not lowering their expectation. And then to sign another three or four players in the in the summer, yeah. having got rid of what we needed to get rid of, right, and make yeah. us really really high end competitive. And that's still the case. So if Eddie is going in the summer, um, he's going in the summer. That's fine, right? But I'm just saying for the last eight games now, it's obvious to me that he is more of a goal threat than Lacazette. Right, uh, Pepe, I agree. Yeah, he'd be another option that if you had to, if you had to bring uh, B, uh, as they call him, Bukayo Saka, to play as a kind of a left-sided defender, you have Pepe who can do our job, right? Exactly. But th- what the one thing you can't do is take a player out of the middle of the pitch who gives the players that can cause offense the ball. Simple as, yeah. you know. Yes. Yeah, the attack in the middle was lacked all right, yeah. Uh, on Saturday, I do agree with that, Eamon. Um, Even Ben White would be an option at fullback. Uh, and you could, you could flip Cedric over to the other side. But, the, the, like, the one option... I, I know, I, I see John making a bit of a face of that, and I'd probably agree with you, but it's still... Yeah, he's first time, though. Yeah, he's first time. That's why there was loads of options where he could have played, like, besides Jacka And... You know, like we had like all this thing, like people are putting up their the eleven, what they would start. You know, as I said, with holding in the middle, White and Gabriel and and two wing back, whatever. There was loads of options there, but I thought, and he, it is, is what I can't understand. He tried it before and it didn't work. He destroyed the midfield and he didn't put anybody in who is actually a proper left back. If it's somebody who is a proper left back, I can understand it, but he's not. He's well, too well, slow for I that. What I can't understand even more, um, colleagues, right, <laughs> is the fact that. If Thomas Party was fit and he did it, you'd say, well, okay, we've still got something in the middle of the pitch. Yeah. Right? So you'd say Party and Lakonga, you know, yeah. will be in the middle of the pitch. But Lakonga on his own. If you saw the shape of the game from where I was looking at it, you could see there was Lakonga and, and like a gap the size of the Suez Canal behind him as he moved to receive the ball. Yeah. So even when he does receive it, he's going to give it back to one of the centre halves. Yeah. Gabriel. Uh, there was nothing like, there in the middle with him. Yeah. Actually, in fairness to him, you could see Gabriel taking seven or eight touches, kind of gesticulating the players. Will you come into the space that I'm looking for? You know. Yeah. yeah. And what yeah. what I'm actually worried about is and more worried about like as the result as well is kind of like I don't know what happened with Tavares why like I mean you bought a left back 
exactly for that reason to to think that he had quite a a good first game when he played preseason and whatever. And it looked quite promising. Then he had a bad game where he was taken off like after 20 minutes and TNA was put on. So that kind of like already kind of destroyed him. Then taken off against Crystal Palace off and then not even put on. What I'm worried about is like, what does that do to the confidence? And as well to Lokonga, he got really bad marks in, in the in the player rating. So you're throwing a, a young fella in like that, you know, who's actually, well, he's, he's playing for Belgium. Like, you know, so... It's not like that he's not a finished article or whatever, but he's not at that level yet. But if you throw him into games like that and he plays completely out of shape, it's going to destroy his confidence either. And we're not going to gain anything out of that at all. So, yeah, it was a, just a complete disaster in, in, in the way this place was set up. And, and it's just worrying about, like, say, what's going to happen with Tavares? But no, but no, no, no disrespect to Brighton, right? No. Well, we played into our hand. Like, if we'd have played Tavares at left full, right? They didn't have a right winger like Zaha or that was going to that was going to torch him in the way that he was torched in the two away games. Yeah. So I mean, you've got to say, well, we bought that guy, right? And exactly. That's what I'm saying. Actually, I remember talking to the supporters when I was over in the Newcastle game, uh, which was at the end of November, and the supporters were saying, "Yeah, he's a bit defunct defensively. That'll come, but we love him." He causes so much carnage going forward. Yeah. We're not home against Brighton. That's what I do. I couldn't understand it, boy. No. Yeah. Well, it was, yeah. So, so Brighton took their goals well, and Odegaard's late goals was too little, too late because we did point on the pressure in the last uh, ten odd minutes. But um, we should have been doing that from the very start. You know, we we shouldn't have to wait till we're one or two behind to. To be, especially at home, you know. So um, can I ask you a question that the that the, that the, the four of us should answer together? What would Barlow say? <laughs> so frustrating. So <laughs> <laughs> it was actually. It's just. It's not even frustrating. It's just like you know. It's just annoying. It's just annoying, like you know, and, and then and, to come with two well, yeah. back-to-back feeds. The last part about it is, and I'll leave it at this because I know I'm like a. Yeah. Uh, I'm like a broken spring, right? But, like, I wouldn't say that the King's Head on the Blackstock Road is the bastion of all things football knowledge. But, Jesus, it's populated by people who go to the games every week, so they have a bit of a clue. And the common chorus before the game was, don't do what we did. Don't pick the thing. You know, that was the common chorus. I was astounded when I saw the lineup, you know? Yeah. Yeah. It was baffling, to be honest. Yeah, it was. Yeah. Um, and that's the exactly. result on Saturday leaves us fifth now uh, with 54 points. Uh, still with two uh, games at hand and they are One Spurs game. and Chelsea. Um, Spurs occupy fourth at the moment on 57 points. Um, goal difference could be a big thing as well. Yeah. Plus 19 for Spurs and plus nine for, Arsenal, for ourselves. Um, so... That game on Thursday May the 12th is beginning to look like even a bigger um, game d- d- than most times when we play the scum. Um, but I, I just can't see forward now after those last two performances, in my opinion. That brings us on to uh, this Saturday's three o'clock kickoff away to Southampton. It's live on Premier Sports 2. Um, the last time we played Southampton was back on December the 11th at home 
was that that game actually? Gabriel Odegaard and Lacazette scored the goals. Um, Southampton, of course, lost six 0 to Chelsea at home at the weekend. Um, they're pretty much safe. Uh, from relegation, it looks like another season for them. Uh, uh, next season in the Premier League, um, that this this now really is a big game to win because if we get nothing here, I think you can all but throw your chances if Spurs win on Saturday, or is it Sunday? I think it's, it's probably Sunday they're playing. Um, I go to John. A must-win game Saturday, isn't it? Oh, yeah. it has to be. If if for their top four chances, definitely. Um. Southampton, as you said, just got trounced at home by Chelsea. And they're going to be sitting on that for a week, wanting to respond, give that fans yeah. the thing. And, and who's better than a struggling Arsenal team? <laughs> it, really depend, it really depends on the team he picks. He cannot make the same mistake again. And I'm not making any point of predictions because we have to see what the team he puts out. Yeah, yeah. It really depends on the team he puts out. As I said, I think uh, Smith-Rowe, he struggled since he came back into the side. Yeah. Saka still looks like he's suffering from the after effects of COVID. So, the team, there's room to jingle. There's room to reorganise that team. It's just a case we'll have to do. And then, it, obviously, even if he does, there's no guarantee it'll click. It's um, it's a big game for a top four. Uh, hopes, it really is. Um. I can't predict because I can't. I have no idea what kind of team you're going to play. It's very difficult to predict. Yeah, yeah, it's one of those games where we need to bounce back, and Southampton will definitely bounce back being home. <laughs> so well, they'll want it. They'll want yeah, it. This is the thing, you know. Yeah. So. Hassan Hustle is. We have our very own um, Hassan Hoodle here. Yeah. Um, which <laughs> he got. He got. He got very bad press in Austria for that. To be honest <laughs> with you, he has this. I tell you what, he has Hassan Hoodle now in Austria. He has the reputation of being. A good manager, but he gets some massive beatings. Like he got yeah. beaten eight one, I think. He got beaten six nil again now, six nil. And so he has this reputation well, to yeah. yeah, which is kind of like very strange because yeah, I, I I don't know what it is, but like look at that's the reputation is in Austria. I don't care about Austria. Like it's 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 <laughs> what, what they what they're gonna play again on Saturday. You know, like and who we gonna bring on? Like uh, regards Tommy Yasu, like the. Everything seems to be that he's going to come back to training after the Southampton game. So he's not going to be back. And even if he is back, you know, it's going to be against the, the games against uh, West Ham, Chelsea, United. So they're not the easiest games to get into. But um, let's see. Hopefully um, he, he's light, light training now, but in full training after the Southampton game. That's what it it looks like. But we'll see, see what's going on there. But... Uh, yeah, prediction-wise, <laughs> I, I, I'm afraid of saying anything or whatever. Like, obviously, I'm hoping that they they can beat them, you know. Um, but look, at that stage, I probably take a point as well. Um, I just don't want to have another defeat. I, I can't take that. I don't think, especially around the Easter, maybe get a miracle. You never know. Coming back from the dead, somebody did. Uh, pfft, let's hope uh, we we can get something back. I can see. Uh... I'm going to go myself with a two 0 I think we will respond on Saturday. You know, yeah. uh, you know, because I, I think it'd be the, the conviction has to be there now after back to back defeats. You know, we have to go out because if we don't, we know that Fort could all be gone from us. And after holding that position for the last month and a bit, it will be very disappointed to go out with a whimper. But look, still eight games to go, so there's 24 points there to be played. Eamon, yeah. how do you see the game going, Saturday? I'm normally 
less optimistic than Nostradamus, you know. Um, but what I'd say to you is this. The it's a must-win game, about, The one must thing win. that we have learned about Mickey, right, he's no monk. And he'll know, he'll know, and he'll know that he can <laughs> So the one thing, I know, John, we can't predict the outcome of the game, but that won't be the same lineup. You can you, you can rest assured. He will not go with that again. Right? I also think that Southampton are in a bit of a funk at the moment. Yeah. Right? Same as they, they beat they, they, they beat Tottenham, you know, six weeks ago or whatever, and they, they look good. I think they've fallen off, right? Big time, yeah. And I think that the fact that we're no longer in the box seat might actually help, you know? Uh, and I'm fully expecting um, us to cave in. No, I'm fully expecting us to, um, <laughs> uh, to... I'm fully expecting us to try and... Well, I'll tell you what. I don't know what the outcome of the game is going to be, but I'm fully expecting us to try and get on the front foot in midfield and give the game a real go. And if we yeah. do that, we have a chance in every game except for the big two. Yeah. yeah. And a good thing is, like, we got actually help from United and West Ham. Like, So, like, you know... Um, maybe not for top four, but like I mean, at least you know for European football, I think we should be all right. But anyway, like uh, this is a game we we should we should get a result out of anyway. You're yeah. gonna be at the game, Martin. So you know, in your in your pinch yeah. in disguise, and you're gonna make sure that it's, everything's. Gonna I, be I'm gonna out. make a few cards as a look at you safe. That's it. You know, like, <laughs> and you're going to play that heavy metal football <laughs> that your cap keeps raving on about. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I think the only good thing we have going into the Southampton game, as I said earlier, is that they're pretty much safe and they're only playing for um, pride for the last three home games they've left in the season. Um, but it'd be, it's always a difficult game, and especially when you've got James Ward-Prowse as well, you, you yeah. know, as a set-piece taker as well. You don't, you don't give him that chance neither, because nine times out of ten, he'll bury it. Um, I think when you get at Southampton, though, their back line is pretty dodgy enough. Um, and they can leak goals, and when they leak goals, they leak them pretty bad when they go one or two down. So that's well, that's what well, Chelsea did, didn't it? Chelsea they, came they, out all going blaze, didn't they? After their back to back defeats, that's why you'd be hoping for most Martin, isn't it? To go yeah. out and get the early goal because yeah, the first goal is going to be. You can only do that if you have a midfield that gets the ball to the players <laughs> who are going to hurt the opposition. And I think he'll do that, to be honest with you. You know? How do you see it actually, Eamon? Here's an interesting one. Um, how do you see the setup? Who do you think you'll go with in midfield and up front? Do you think he'll start with two up front? Or No, I don't think he'll start with two up front. Um, who do you think our midfield will be? Do you I think he'll put a, I, back I, in? I have a sneaky feeling he'll either do one of two things. He'll either go three at the back with either Martinelli and Saka. Right? Okay. Okay. Or he'll just stay with his central two, right? I I don't think he'll risk Tavares in an away game, right? Yeah. I think if we were playing at home against Southampton, he might swallow what he did last week and do that. I I think Pepe on the right and Saka on the left it wouldn't be my preferred option, but I think he might do that because I think he trusts Saka to be able to do the stuff down the left-hand side. Because Saka's a worldie, you know? Um, won't be too, wouldn't be too intimidated. Um, but the one thing he won't do is what he did last Saturday, that's for sure, you know? Do you think uh, that there's any danger he'll give El Nani a game in midfield? Um, yeah, it's possible. John, it's possible. I mean, look, 
you know I'm sick of looking at El Nani with you know, yeah, know. You know yeah, but no, at the same time at least he knows yeah. at least he knows how to get the ball to other players who can play. You know, so yeah, I, I actually wouldn't be I wouldn't be as down at heel about that. In fact, here's an interesting thing. We were talking in the pub um both before and after the game on Saturday, um with, with the, some of the, the the season ticket holders and that, you know. And they were totally behind what Arteta's doing. In terms of people say, oh, well, he, he thinned out the squad too much. And they said the only guy you could really make an argument for would be if Ainsley Maitland Niles was still knocking yeah. about the place. Because yeah. you could play him at right full, or you could play him at left full, or you could, you know, look. Yeah. He, he was obviously on a promise uh, that if he didn't make yeah. the breakthrough by Christmas, he was gone. And look, we honoured that, you know. Yeah. Yeah. I have no problems with what he did on January, no more and exactly, and I think what what you said, Eamon, what you said, Eamon, before is like I don't think that was ever like when they were at this at this when they had a conversation in January what they're gonna do. We were obviously we can be top four, but I don't think that they said like we can risk it. Do you know, like say yeah. if if it, if it yeah. comes up, you know, we have nothing, then fair enough, he got fourth. But I don't think it was their priority to come top four, and that's why. They didn't buy anybody. And I'm that's sure we're not signing Vlahovic. Since Eamon Capraven on the building, man. Do you know what he could do? He could play Lacazette left full because he spent the most of his time there. Yeah. You know? <laughs> <laughs> the worrying thing is goals, lads, isn't it? Like, we're not yeah. scoring not lately. You know, it's about 3-2 three, three, um, every game since really January, you know, and that's sending... Obama and we, so it's a pity we didn't fill that void, you know. Um, for to we threw our other uh, eggs in one basket. With who? We need a top striker, you know. Okay, so Obama was behaving like a spoiled. Look what he's doing with Barcelona now. Hold on now. You have to make it a point now. You have to dig like 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 a hold yourself. No, I'm not. Let me respond. You have to dig a hold. Obama was behaving like a toxic little child as he has done at other clubs. All right, now hold on. Hold on. Who are you going to replace him with, Jonathan? I'd take Hardy Kane, no problem. Hardy Kane, oh, you can't. Well, okay. Good night, folks, and enjoy the show. And Catch Eamon on Spotify. It's just so annoying. That how well it is, is, but like the the, the problem is, you wonder I, what was going on in the camp between him and Arteta, wouldn't you? When you see how but, well he's actually enjoying his football. But I, I hear that. So like, what he would wants to go, Johnny? What do you think? Oh, Bami, Bami, didn't destroy a leg all season. Exactly. I'm with you on this, Simon. No, but Either, this is yeah. this is what annoys me. What people saying about like Obama. If Obama yeah. would have stayed, do you think he would have actually played? I think he would have, yeah. Why? The way we're playing at the way we're playing at like if you if you don't want <laughs> like, to play as a like player, like I said, isn't the answer. We all see that now. Wait, His we, legs we know, are gone. We know that. You know, but like yeah. people are saying like he's going to Barcelona. Well, look how the season is uh, let's hope the season doesn't teeter out and we don't no, even no. finish at all in Europe. You know, because any one any more bad performance against Chelsea United is and the last six, you know, the last eight games aren't he? West Ham, West Ham are not going to win all their games, folks. Like, I mean, let's let's get real here, right? We will be in the. But that's away from home as well, Eamon. You know, they, 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 yeah, that can be intimidating. As well as... No, we had Wolves away from home and we won. Look, you know, 
It's just, the, the nerves are starting now after back-to-back defeats, isn't it? Like, we've had such a good march. The ner- I think the pressure of being in Fort Moy, you've got to the lads, you know. You know no, it's, it's, yeah. it's the injuries we have, and that's the thing for me. Well, what yeah, I'm saying yeah, is, yeah. even we if we would have got a replacement for Obama Young, that yeah. wouldn't have been the answer for what we have now. We bought <laughs> replacements Martin, for what happened. Martin, Martin, I'll, I'll correct you there slightly. It would have been if there had been one available. However, yeah, yeah, well, exactly. do you think yeah, yeah. could have got Vladich? You know, no, Jonathan seems to think. Why, we why would you get Vladich when Vladich himself, himself, made it absolutely clear he wasn't coming to us? So we'd want to get off of that was, one, you know. I think it was John Mean who said that was nearly. Do you ever go to discos when you were a kid and keep up <laughs> the same person? Yeah, and, and you can see why I'm single now. <laughs> I threw my eggs in the well, one basket. There you go. I mean, it was a straining jersey. I'm not going to give a side commentary on this show, but I mean, I think you have something there, you know. <laughs> That's great advice, yeah. He sorted my love life and my arsehole. <laughs> my arsehole views in one sense. Oh, Jesus. You can sum up your yeah. love life and your, your life or arse as well at the show. Yeah. <laughs> but not yeah. back down to reality. Um, no, it's going to be a big... The last eight games are going to be massive now, really. Um, yeah. uh, Southampton, United, Chelsea... West Ham, Leeds, Newcastle, Sports, and Everton. Um, it's just as well we're safe from relegation, Jonathan. Listening to you, um, yeah. I've never, never. Just, there's still a good thirty point Burnley might still catch us. <laughs> Newcastle are on a roll. Yeah. Yeah. Mind you, John, I did have a sneaky little look at the table. Actually, even we didn't. Just to be sure, to be sure. I don't think we thought we'd be in. The hunt for Ford, as you said earlier on, and as you said, it just happens that we're up there. Maybe surprise ourselves, maybe. Yeah, look, if it comes, I take it. There's no doubt about yeah. it. But like, uh, yeah. I didn't, I didn't speculate about this before yeah. the season. After the first after three, three games, games I didn't. <laughs> I hope we did get relegated. <laughs> but I said, like I, I didn't put my hopes there, and like that we are there is a miracle itself. Like you know, with uh, a squad like it was completely rebuilt with the young fellas we play so and the problem is once you feel it once you see it you know it's like my boss tells me look you can get 10 grand you know and then in the end you only get five grand you're disappointed but you got five grand for it you know that's kind of like that's what you have to look at it we hopefully it'll be better what we did last year and that's the way you have to look at it and then rebuild buy more players the only problem is if you're not champions league you might not get the same caliber of player what you would get but I think we still can get decent enough players. There's no doubt about it. Get ahead of ourselves. And our yeah, exactly. Say, yeah. I was looking at the soccer papers. Come on. Our exactly. said he is going to go out in the summer. Get ahead of ourselves. Yeah. That's what he said in his interview. He wants yeah. 25 players, 22 yeah. outfit players, and three uh, goalkeepers. So yeah, we have to have like a plan to actually achieve that because we might have a more outgoings what we have. So he has to buy. And the summer is going to start very early. Um and hopefully we can get the players what he did last summer. So that's just, just the hope for it, you know. And I think yeah. the owners are backing them. There's no doubt that they're going to put money into it, 100%. There is definitely the, the back and forth. Like, I mean, I know a lot of people will say, oh, yeah, well, what are they giving us? But they did last summer and they will do it again this summer. Yeah, they believe <laughs> the owners believe in Arteta. Um, 
Yeah. Uh, like we, I suppose we get down because we've had such a good season. Even though after the first three games, as you said, it looked like it was disaster. It looked like Arteta could have been on his way out, but um. <laughs> There's still a lot of dead wood there, isn't there? Like, there's still a lot of players that you'd like to see gone, go, go you know. Um, Not that many. I don't I mean, know. Just... Uh, yeah, yeah, like the, if, if you look at Lacazette, El Neri, it, Do you know uh, what the worry was there on Saturday, lads? It was looking at the bench. There was very yeah, little, you know. We just, very, have, we just have, like, really a, a starting 11, really, and two or three yeah, options. That's all we have. Anyway. No. Yeah. Get over it. It's, 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 it's a perfect storm of injuries. Well, when, you know, talk about, when you talk about dead wood, like, I, don't, maybe, I don't like putting Lacazette in the dead wood because he does. He has given us a lot. You he know? has. He's, but, given, but he's, he's on his way out. He's gone. He's gone, yeah. Right? He's, 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 he's on his way out. He's gone. And then he's going to be gone. Thank God. The squad, the rest of the squad won't be gone. Leno, you know? Yeah. Talk, talking about Leno, like he, there was an interview with a German newspaper and he said, everybody thinks I'm going back to Germany. I love London. Did he I say that? There. That's my home. He said that. He said, <laughs> everybody expects me to think. He said, he, and he, he, he was given a, 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 an interview and said, like, you know, this is football. That's what happened. Like, I had three results. They were bad. I conceded nine goals or whatever. And then Ramsdale came in. He replaced me. He got the results. That's what happens. Do you like it? No, you don't. But... That's what it is. Does it mean he's going to be at Arsenal next year? That's not an insurance, but he might stay around in the team. I I don't know, but um, it was actually quite a, a refreshing interview what he gave, like you know, like in a bit quite honest what he what he said. But um, look, I couldn't have a better replacement goalkeeper as Leno. Do you know what I mean? Like I mean, they're going to be very hard to get uh, unless you're going to get somebody who wants to play football. I don't know, like you know, who else? We I know we have the American fella who, who's coming in as well, which is by the way is injured. Um, <laughs> so, um, yeah, but like, look, there, there will be a few people, there's a few outgoings, but he's going to buy more players and we're going to get probably the dead wood. What we have is the ones already on loan, you know, so like yeah, your, like yeah. your Mari and your, um, well, thing is going to be sold anyway, uh, Gwendouzi. Be interesting what happens with Saliba, if he comes back or not. We had that last week um, when we said it, but yeah, there, there's a few. Torreira. You know, that's kind of like uh, an option. Does Xhaka going to go to Rome? We don't know. Um, but you have to replace him this time, you know. And and look, at there's a few good options out there for us to buy. Um, so I don't think we have to break the bank for it. Maybe for yeah, one no or two players. Have a busy summer, no matter what happens. Oh, well, 100%. Like. And a good thing, it's not going to be interrupted by anything. It's not going to be Euros. It's not going to be World Cup. Um, so there's actually time to get players in unless we leave it again till the last minute but unfortunately that's the way transfer windows work but I think we can get like a good preseason, and uh, yeah we just have to do the business but look the season is not finished yet we have still eight games to go we don't know what's going to happen um, and let's see what's going on I don't know well let's see what we can do on Saturday eh? yeah. It's, yeah, a big one, yeah. it's a huge it's game Saturday and it's a game at a time lads the way it's gone the last two games let's yeah. okay carried away I suppose um, uh, in terms of the loan watch I know Balogun had a good game and mate and nine it's played pretty well as well for Rome you know um, I think the others Gwendouzi, Terrier and Mario are probably on their way out so um, best of luck to them um, is there anything else Arsenal related or football related lads you like mentioned yeah, I think we're done yeah. 
Yeah. Exactly. Just from from my side, I mean, I know we did the, the women last week, but Arsenal have on Easter Sunday the semi-final against Chelsea, which is going to be a massive game. Like the top two teams in the league are going to fight it out. Who's going to be in the FA Cup final? So that's going to be, I think, it's a twelve o'clock kickoff. Not quite sure. Twelve, yeah, twelve thirty, at home, in Meadow Park. So um, should be a good game. It's on Easter Sunday. If you have nothing else to do on Easter Sunday, I think you can catch catch the match on FA Player. .co.uk. Um, so yeah, that's basically it. <laughs> and, and and the Irish women had a one all draw today, so which is good as well. That's on that's an unbelievable result. Yeah, yeah, yeah I'm, I'm, just, I'm done to them under Vera Powell's another name. Yeah, the Dutchman. Yeah, yeah really um, over uh, over exceeding um, expectations, but uh, really beginning to get become a strong team now. It's great to see, uh, and all recognition should be shown to them. Um, Good. Of course, next week, um, on next week's show, we'll be reviewing um our home game, our away game, sorry, on Saturday against Southampton, and previewing um <coughs> next Wednesday's clash against Chelsea away and Manchester United at home this Saturday. Um, of course, you can catch our show on SoundCloud, Spotify, and on Acast. Um play.acast.com is the link there you go to for that one um, I'd like to thank my guests as always John Melia, Martin Stumble and Eamon Donnelly, thanks for your participation this week and um, have a good week and we'll see you again next next week thanks. Hey, Danny. See you the weekend lads, bye bye